Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, players? This is the Talk of Champions franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Ole Miss is no longer undefeated. Really? Only one other time since the 60s, back in 2014, had Ole Miss won each of its first seven games, and those Rebels lost in their eighth at LSU, and their season spiraled. I think they lost four of their last six. Well, these 2022 Ole Miss Rebels have now suffered the exact same fate. Well, as far as game outcome goes, because the season can be saved or it could unravel. It depends on how Ole Miss will respond following a 45-20 to 20 loss in Red Stick on Saturday. This is the Franchise Player Post Game Show. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He works for Inside the Rebels. That's an affiliate of 247 Sports. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. David, that was awful. Yeah, and I really feel ill doing this. I'll be honest with you. Um, not what I expected. You know, I'm going to tell you what, I watched the first quarter and three seconds into the second quarter and Ole Miss was up 17 to three in Baton Rouge and I'm sailing, man. I'm feeling great. Everything is working. Jackson Dart is clicking. Quinshawn Judkins is running hard. The offensive line appears to be blocking. Um, and it all went to hell in the handbasket. I mean, quicker than, uh, what was it, the 1987 game where Alabama beat Ole Miss 67-21 in, uh, or 63-21 in Jackson, coming back from a 21-0 deficit. Ole Miss led that one 21 to nothing, And I was feeling good way back then, too. I didn't feel good by the half. I kind of had a feeling and uh, it just kept on manifesting. Oh boy. Oh boy. So here we are seven and one. It's a great record. You know, can't complain about that, except Mm -hmm. we know who the seven were against and we know who the four left are. And that's kind of where we're at with this whole Ole Miss football season. How impressive were those seven victories? We all had October 1st circled on the calendar, the Kentucky Wildcats. Well, they've turned out to kind of be SEC pedestrian. And now, I mean, you know, are you better than A&M? Are you better than Alabama? Are you better than Arkansas? And can you beat Mississippi State for a third year in a row? Uh, Those are complicated questions right now. All part of the larger equation, if you will. It was just really, 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 really bad. Really bad. 17 to 3 almost led. And they didn't score but three more points. Three. Yeah, outscored 42 to three down the stretch. 42 to three. From the second play of the second quarter, three points. 42 to three outscored. 
objectively, seven and one is a really good record. But this was the validation game. We thought it was Kentucky. Then we said Auburn. Well, Auburn is an absolute mess. This was the validation game. Are they in that upper tier? Can you really consider them a contender for the SEC West with Alabama? Because LSU is good enough to at least be that kind of test for this Ole Miss team. And they failed it spectacularly. And it wasn't like they were much different than they've been all year either because they started out well and finished terribly. That's kind of what they were for a month. They played well and then vanished. And against a good team, if you vanish, things are going to keep on snowballing. And that's kind of what happened today. And, you know, it's, you know, and we wonder why you go back to whatever game it was where it didn't matter, where Jackson Dart threw the interception right before the half, cost Ole Miss a scoring opportunity. Well, in a game today, you throw the interception in the third quarter where you had a chance to retake the lead from LSU. And that was kind of the, the impetus, the, the, the push the red button to the momentum change in LSU, you know, 10 plays, 80 yards later, they go up 31, 20. And at that point, the floodgates open. And, uh, just, but that's why Lane was harping so much about those small things, but critical things. And, uh, you know, that was, to me, the moment that the game kind of parted parted ways right there. But that um, interception was not his fault. No doubt about it. Under a lot of pressure, not where he intended the ball to go and picks it off with one hand as well. Um, Jackson was pretty much harassed and, and, and hit and bruised up all day long today. Not a good day for the Ole Miss offensive line. Started off good. Went to hell. LSU is the best defensive front Ole Miss has played all year. B.J. Ojolari is a first-round NFL draft pick. Having said that, this was by far the worst game the Ole Miss offensive line has played all year. That interception for Jackson Dart was not his fault. He was hit in the face a second and a half after the snap. And that wasn't the first time that happened on that drive. He was pressured all day. Meanwhile, the Ole Miss defense made no adjustments with his three-man front conceding running lanes pre-snap, and then the defensive backs giving seven-yard cushions when six yards was all LSU needed on third down. It happened all game. All game. Jaden Daniels scored five combined touchdowns. He came in as statistically the best scrambling quarterback in college football. And he did the thing I would assume Ole Miss schemed to stop all week. Five touchdowns. Led LSU both in passing and rushing as he has all year. He had 23 carries for 121 and three touchdowns. I, I preached Jaden Daniels. I preached be aware of Jaden Daniels all week long and every bit of pregame coverage I did. I, you know, I watched him play last Saturday night against Florida. And man, I was like, oh my God, this kid, if he gets to the second level of this defense, is going to be a nightmare. And oh my God, how quick he gets to the edge. And oh my God, how bad he's going to make us pay for bad angles. And he did all of that today and he doesn't make mistakes as far as turning the football over through the air. But you know what, Ben, today, I think really for the first time, the two red shirt freshman bookends on the Ole Miss offensive line showed up in terms of hey, these guys are just redshirt freshmen. LSU handled them well. 
but Ole Miss just can't tackle. Look, I, I mean, it's more than that. I mean, you know, we 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 christened JJ Piggies as the next Reggie White with really out seeing any tape of him playing defensive tackle. And while JJ's big and on the inside and does a lot of things he doesn't get credit for, again, he's not a good tackler, Ben. And 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 I can't tell you how many times I saw guys slip from his grasp today. Um, but it, 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 is it relative to the quality of competition? Damn right it is. And it's going to be relative the rest of this year. Um, and that's not to say, you know, you know, we're, we're doing this quickly right after the game and, and we're both emotional. So, you know, our emotions are going to play into our response, but that's not to say you have a bad football team. You've got a football team that every goal it set out for itself in the preseason other than going undefeated, is still intact. This Ole Miss team can win the West. It can go to Atlanta. Theoretically, it can make the college football playoffs. So, you know, it's a loss today, but you still have a whole lot to play for, a ton to play for moving forward. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm the Rebels, I have to take a hard look at this game because I've got to correct things. But also, as soon as I correct those things or get on the road to correcting them, I want to flush this, get it out of the building. I mean, I mean, you got to. You got Texas A&M seven days from now at night in College Station. Same type of rowdy environment. It's going to be tough. I don't really feel any kind of emotion about it. I didn't expect Ole Miss to go undefeated. I didn't. No, I, no, I didn't either. I, I, did, I did not either. I picked them 10 and 2. Me too. And I still think they can go 10 and two. I'm probably leaning more nine and three now just because yeah. of the deficiencies of this team, specifically on defense. But even then, nine and three is nine and three. They could still finish 10 and two. I mean, they could clean these things up. They're not going to go 11 and one, but they weren't going to go undefeated. So I just feel fine because they were going to lose a game. Unfortunately, they lost this one in Red Stick and still haven't beaten LSU in Baton Rouge since 2008. And Ole Miss was without Zach Evans. Quinshawn Judkins was awesome. He finished with, yeah, 25 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. He scored a rushing touchdown in six straight games, and he also leads the SEC in the category with 12, which is tied for the sixth most in a single season in Ole Miss history. Judkins leads the country in multiple touchdown games. So he was great. Ole Miss was without Zach Evans, and it was noticeable he did dress, but he didn't play. The running game was really without Jackson Dart. I mean, where's the 100 yards rush? I mean, 10 carries, most of those sacks, uh, six yards. That's what Jackson got on the ground today. LSU did a good job of making sure Jackson Dart was not going to uh, do what Jaden did at Ole Miss. But anyway, I, I, I mean, look, again, this is a good football team, this Ole Miss football team. It can win out. But look, the, the spectrum goes from winning all four to losing all four. And I mean, that's that's just the way it is. You know, if you're a fan out there, I mean, you just got to buckle up and ride it out with your team. Oh, in, in what was supposed to be, remember, we were never supposed to be here, okay? I mean, you lose all three running backs. You lose Matt Corral. You lose Ben Brown. You lost Braylon Sanders. You lost... Don Terrio Drummond. True, true, you lost true. Sam Williams. David, David. 
when you get to that point where you've overcome all of that, put yourself in a position to maybe punch through that ceiling, if you want to call it that, and you fall on your face, you don't want to hear the excuses. That's right. Here's the question I think every Ole Miss fan listening to this is asking themselves right now. David, right now, after LSU, raw emotion, is it as ominous as it feels? Well, it always feels worse than what it actually is right after it ends. So that's the pretense we're doing this podcast on. We're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to go, okay, Texas A&M this week. How can Ole Miss beat Texas A&M? We're going to do the same thing the Rebels are doing as fans, okay? I mean, they're, they're, they're going to try to figure out the best plan for Texas A&M. And it's a one-week season. Every week is a season to itself. If you beat A&M next Saturday night in College Station, you're going to the hootenanny. I mean, you're going to feel great. But we got to, for the first time this year, suck it up and deal with this loss for a whole week before we play again. And uh, unfortunately, that's just how football is. But I feel good about this team because, A, you're still seeing growth from Jackson Dart. Critical interception today, I'm not taking that away from him. But 19 of 34, 284 yards, he is an SEC passer. Um, Quinshawn Judkins is special. You look at the receivers, and they're capable of catching the ball. Not a good day for Casey Kelly, though. Uh, a couple of that times. third down drop was so awful. Uh, I know, I know. But I think the biggest questions on this team: tackling, as you pointed out very correctly, and offensive consistency. You have got to find consistency on offense. You can't play for a quarter and a half, and then that's it. It's not enough points to win. So. And uh, Jonathan Cruz, Fraser Masson, great legs, guys. Great legs. I hope you don't want to hand out helmet stickers. I do. We do it every single week. Before we do, we hear from Lane Kiffin. This is Franchise Player of the Post Game Show. I love, you know, game missed opportunities. We came out, started well. Some good things in a tough place to play against, you know, said all week elite players and so you're going to come in here and win against these guys you have to do a lot of things right and we did early and then uh, you know just felt like it was 24 20 we were going in to score and after that pick you know, everything just went downhill and um, you know on both sides so you know we got to regroup we have a loss like a lot of people in the country and so you know there's no time to sit around and mope we're going to go play another group of elite players uh, on a very hard place to play next week. So uh, we got to improve, you know, give them credit. These guys played really well. thought their quarterback played great. Um, you know, really good players, like number 40, who started playing all the time. Um, so can't come in and lose a turnover battle and um, you know, give up however many first downs. 35 first downs in the game and win here. Questions? Do any Coach D adjustments 
that you saw from LSU defensively <coughs> after 17-3? Did they change anything schematically? Because it seemed like it was a, just a change in the overall momentum of the game. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. I don't think it was a lot of schematically to start playing 40 more, um, which you know we probably thought they'd eventually do because it doesn't look like anybody else out there. Um, and, you know, once you get behind on them, then the rushers can rush, and we kind of got one lopsided there, and um, that can happen, especially on the road. What do you attribute the defensive issues to? They had pretty balanced attack, basically 250 yards running and passing. Couldn't You guys couldn't get them off the field. What was the key problem? A lot of things, missed tackles. Um, you know, we got pushed around. Um, you know, had some injuries up there during the game. You know, a couple starters come out of the game, which obviously doesn't help, but those guys did a really good job. And, you know, we didn't do a lot right uh, defensively, and that was not a good feeling at the end of the game, obviously. Question. Pass protection-wise, it seemed like Jackson wasn't given too much time back there. Just what you see when they were rushing in with the passing game broadly? Yeah, I think, you know, that is what happens if you get out of balance and, um, you know, which we did, especially once we got down, you know, they got really good rushers, you know, they usually always do, and you know, they were both with a lot of good D-linemen, and, you know, you're going to have issues on the road in this place, and two freshman tackles, and freshman running back, so, you know, we got to do better. When did you know Zach wasn't going to be available? Um, you know, he didn't do anything all week, and, and um, he tried to warm up, and you referenced the interception play. What kind of happened on that play? Was that a product of him getting hit, or was that? Was yeah, he got hit on that. It was a fade to Malik, and liked the matchup, and um, you know, backer came free and hit him, so he wasn't able to finish the throw. And you know, I think had he been able to finish the throw, it probably would have been pi. But um, I don't think they called it because the ball was too far away. I think. You brought up missed tackles three weeks in a row, a couple of the other recurring defensive issues. What's your level of concern right now with the defense after that hot start? Uh, that would be as high as you can be. Um, we've had a run of playing really good defense early on and haven't hurt you know, for the last two weeks. You know, we got to stop within the last week. So you, know, you can kind of see this coming off of last week if you know, we didn't improve in tackling. Big rushing day against us. How big of an impact does this hostile environment have on the team like this, especially a bunch of guys who haven't played tough SEC games like this? Yeah, I mean it was it was a great environment. Um, you know, one that I thought we did well in early. You know, which a lot of times it kind of happens the other way. You know, you struggle when you first come into it. So uh, I thought we had it under control, and then you know once it started going the other way, you know obviously you know became a factor. But that's still, you know, you don't get any turnovers and you turn the ball over and give that many first downs and then get crucial penalties when it felt like we had momentum or had first downs on, you know, not that they were bad calls, just strange penalties, timing penalties, like throw a screen and they said the guy was downfield. And so the offensive pass interference. So there was really some untiming, untimely penalties that really killed some momentum. Coach, how do you bounce back and what did you learn to try to improve upon, to bounce back from the first loss of the year to for next week? Well, it's one loss. And even though the score is lopsided at the end, it's still one loss and you don't get two losses in a game. So, um, you know, we got a lot of work to do and go back and get the 1-0 next week. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Three, one, three, one, two, three. Let's go. Helmet stickers. Every single week, win or lose, we hand out helmet stickers. Unfortunately, for the first time this year, we're having to give out helmet stickers after a loss. Ole Miss in 2014 lost their first game in their eighth week or eighth game at LSU. And unfortunately, this Ole Miss team suffered the exact same fate, but there were some players that did some good things. David, your first helmet sticker goes to who? Malik Heath, eight catches, 145, along of 31. Targeted 10 times today, caught eight of them. Averaged uh, 18.1 yards per reception, 64 yards after catch. My first helmet sticker goes to Quinshawn Judkins, of course. 111 on 25, two touchdowns. He's rushed for a touchdown in six straight games. Leads the SEC in that category with 12, which is tied for the sixth most in a single season in Ole Miss history. He leads the country in multiple touchdown games. He's incredible. Your second helmet sticker. We're going fast. Jonathan Cruz, man. I, I mean, look, who gets nervous when Cruz jogs on the field? Nobody. Field goals of 32 and 48 yards today. I mentioned he made all the extra points. Uh, such a key portal acquisition coming in from Charlotte. Jonathan Cruz gets a helmet sticker today. Oh, by the way, kickoffs in the end zone, too. Love the kid. My second helmet sticker goes to Jackson Dart. Because, yes, he threw a bad interception, but he was getting hit in the face like he was all afternoon, and especially on that drive, and it wasn't his fault. He really battled out there, really battled. 19 for 34, 284, no touchdowns and an interception, but he was really good with not a lot of help. So Jackson Dart gets a helmet sticker of all the problems Ole Miss had. If I had to rank him, he's way down the list, and it's below the offensive line, and he battled. Your last helmet sticker. I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball just because why not <laughs> give it to Tyshin Johnson, the safety. I mean, Tyshin made 10 total tackles, five solos today. And uh, somebody had to tackle Jaden Daniels every time when he got loose in the rebel secondary. Um, I give it to Tyshin. My last helmet sticker goes to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go a little obscure. Ulysses Bentley. Cause he's back from injury. That's all I got. One carry, four yards. But he came back from injury. That's to be celebrated. I'm sorry. One catch, four yards. One carry, negative three yards. But he's back. Man, do you know Ole Miss, as a team, only rushed for 116 yards. Quinshawn got 111 of those. Yeah, that ain't going to cut it. No. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, I think I want to close this with a one-round Buy or sell. Idiots! Get back in there at once and sell, sell! David, buy or sell. Ole Miss is an SEC West contender the rest of the way. No, I'm buying. I mean, we're three and one right there next to... uh, Alabama, LSU is in the lead at four and one now. 
um, how could you sell that? You have to buy that because uh, you've got Alabama, you you've got A and M and Alabama as your next two opponents. I mean, the next two weekends, you know, are huge. And and LSU and Bama, I think, play on the fifth, if I'm not mistaken, which is Ole Miss's open date. Um, you know, I I think by November 12th, at the end of the night, we're going to know how the West is going to stack up. Let's do raw reaction, predicting the schedule the rest of the way. We'll start with Texas A&M. I say win. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to pick Ole Miss to win because I think, I think these guys have the juice to bounce back. You know, you go down there to Baton Rouge and you get your butt whooped. But your quarterback really stood tall. He was a leader on the field today under great. a lot of duress. And uh, sometimes that has a galvanizing effect on a team. I'm going to say win. Alabama. I'm saying loss. Yes. Loss. Yeah. <laughs> this is the tricky one. Arkansas. I don't like going to Fayetteville in November. It's going to be gloomy. It's going to be rainy. Uh Sam Pittman's going to have the barbecue grill fired up, I'm sure. That's always a tricky game. You're going in with a young quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go loss. I'm going to go loss, too. I hate that matchup. And I remember Bo Wallace in the rain in Fayetteville, and it just gives me – Oh, great. my God. Yeah. I do, too. Man, white jerseys with blue pinstripe, blue piping on the sleeve. And uh, Ron Buchanan played that game, a lot of it. This feels very 2014-ish. Yeah. Yeah, let's just don't go to the Peach Bowl and play TCU. That team in 2014 lost four of its last six, including the Peach Bowl when they got blitzed by TCU. I think they're going to beat Mississippi State at home, which will be the third straight win in the Egg Bowl. Actually, I feel the most confident about that, which is never how I feel because it's the freaking Egg Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to win in the Egg Bowl just because um, it's the Egg Bowl and and, and – it's hard for me to pick against Ole Miss, but I really do think this Ole Miss team is uh, top to bottom more talented than Mississippi State. And again, I, I'm—I mean, I—I I know his offense works, but I'm not into the Mike Leach offense. I don't like how they play, and I think Ole Miss is kind of tooled up to be able to shut that down. Ole Miss was up 17-3. to three. Did you ever think in your mind that it would finish 45-20? to 20? Look, man, I turned to my wife and I said, you know, this may be the best Ole Miss team ever. I, I told her that at 17-3. to three. You know, a few minutes later, I was regretting that. <sighs> All right. It's been the Franchise Player Post Game Show. He's David Johnson. He works for Inside the Rebels. That's an affiliate of 247. I'm Ben Garrett, and I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. We'll be back next week, as we do after every game, and hopefully next week against Texas A&M in Texas A&M College Station. It'll be an Ole Miss win. Thanks, buddy. Hotty toddy, everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.